Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over the socials. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Twitch. We're Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, we're in Brentwood today. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. It's a 15-minute workout. Do it. Trust us on that. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, head out there to Lebanon for your brand-new vehicle, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle, if you need some new flooring, that's where to go in the mid-state, calvinandsubtle.com. And the Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, boneandjointtn.org. And, Zach, I've already been in communication with the Bone and Joint Institute about setting up a dog talk segment for hopefully Monday early afternoon to discuss with the doctors, with the real physicians at the Bone and Joint Institute, about Caleb Farley's back injury. So this is kind of the best part about it. Today we'll make more of a, a less educated decision yes. and opinion on the injury. No we'll doubt. get educated early next week, and then we'll form another opinion on what we think. I do have to give out the love of the show. Already? Uh, yep, it's six minutes in because uh, I know good humor when I see it. And Mikey Fleck, he kills me. I'm dead now. Zach looks like an elementary school substitute teacher. That I also like Dom's. Dom says Zach looks like he works at Enterprise Rental. <laughs> All because of the fun tie, right? If I would have had just a, a traditional black tie, you would have said I, I, you I was either a, a, a limo driver or going to a funeral. Yeah, right. Or a cocktail party, you know? Who knows? But <laughs> but just because I bring some flair to the party, you think I'm a substitute? Yeah. Hey, get in line, kids. We're about to we're about to go to school. Yeah, and so and look, and you, all you guys are commenting about the doc talk. Big Max fired up about the doc talk. Tommy's is real interested in doc talk on Farley. Nicholas, same thing. Uh, so the, the yes, we can just roast uh, uh, Zach an hour if we want to. But uh, the doc talk with the Bone and Joint Institute on hopefully Monday. The schedules doctors are fairly busy, right? So we have to figure out when they can take the time. So we'll have a specialist on backs that deal with sports and orthopedics. Uh, so that'll be very, very interesting. But there is a lot of information out there about Caleb Farley and what went wrong. But I do think the biggest, the most important question that was asked last night to John Robinson was actually asked, Zach, by Buck. Buck was alive with us still, but he was on the Zoom call with J-Rob and Grable. And he asked, because it's all about the COVID situation. And with the combine not really happening, there was the medical combine in Indianapolis where one team could send a single doctor to Indy and they could get their hands on certain players, but not all doctors were able to get their hands on every player they wanted to. There was a pool situation where, let's say, you know, five teams got to check out this guy and another five got to check out this, and you had to swap and trade information. Pool report type of medicals, which is not ideal. But the best question asked last night was by Buck. Because Buck asked John Robinson, was it a pool situation or did the Titans team doctors get to actually get their hands on Caleb Farley's medicals? And John Robinson said yes. So I think the, the one thing that should give Titans fans comfort of this pick is that the Titans have and got all the information they possibly could have firsthand. 
No secondhand medical swapping with the Tennessee Titans. Their doctors were all on Farley. They got to talk to Farley's trainers, his doctors. They got to talk to Farley himself several times in person and over Zoom. And so they have, they, they're selling. This is what they have to sell, Zach. It's what the they Titans have to, have to sell that they did all of their due diligence with Caleb Farley, his doctors, his trainers, everybody. And they got that face-to-face interaction with their doctors, their football people, everybody involved, first-hand information for the medicals. That's a big deal in this pick. There's uh, no way they could take Caleb Farley without having that firsthand. Uh, that definitely matters. I think that the whole situation with COVID and the protocols, it does make it difficult to evaluate properly a first-round selection that carries a lot of weight. I mean, I, I hate, Austin, that I'm skeptical of this pick, but I am. You know, I, But I was also skeptical of, of Jeffrey Simmons and how he fell and taking him in the first round. And I was proven wrong by John Robinson and, more importantly, by Jeffrey Simmons of what he's turned out to be. Big Jeff is Big Jeff, and he's a dominant force in this league. But a back is a back. And, you know, they – the, the doctors didn't have the opportunity to go there at the combine and get an MRI, right. get an X-ray, actually look at the structural damage and procedures that he had had or procedure he had had at that time. He actually had another procedure afterwards. So that, so I, whatever you say there, I understand. But the fact that he had a second procedure after your doctors had pulled and actually talked to him, Kind of throws that well, out the no, window no, no, for no, no, me. No, 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 no. The timeline is that he had the procedure in March. In March, and this medical combine Zach was in early April. Okay, the medical combine was not it's in not, the traditional. It's not, no, no, the traditional combine window is late February, but because of the situation. Okay, that matters. Moved, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The time when you said combine, I think February. No, no, this was the a medical combine, if you will. That's what they called it because they had to call it something but where the doctors and players went to Indy to get those official medicals done. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. It should. Uh, what doesn't make me feel better is Caleb Farley's full story. Yeah. And Austin, you've well, done some research yes. from start to finish. I, I do want to clarify this. Caleb Farley had a stellar, stellar 2018 and 2019 season. His only two years playing corner. He did. His only two years but, playing corner. But it's 2021. Yes. <laughs> he know? has not played a game since 2019. A lot of people will st will st were still married in 2019. Now they're divorced. A lot of things can happen in two years, right? And for Caleb Farley, a lot has happened within his body and within his lower back in the last couple of years. Right. Right. So Chad says he's the best man-to-man -man corner in the draft. And, and, and I love the, the comment from Vrabel. And I'll get to the story of the injuries and the storyline and timeline in a second. But Mike Vrabel said you know, he's used to playing cat coverage. Like, I got this cat, you got that cat. You know, let's pick up basketball. I'm going to guard this dude, you guard that guy, and we'll be okay. That's what Caleb Farley does. He mirrors wide receivers, and he does it better than any other corner in this draft class at 6'2", who can run a 4'3", 4'4". He even was clocked at 4'2-something, which who knows. But uh, Caleb Farley is a freak athlete who's long, who's physical, but he has a back injury. So I, I'm going to read this. I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> that butt is huge. Yeah. We talked about Nick Saban. We go back to the video. Uh, Nick Saban told us there's ands and there's butts. Caleb Farley. That's a big butt. 
And yes. I'm not talking about a rear end. I'm talking about but his back. Slightly north of that rear end. Right? Okay, so I'm going to go through and give you the timeline. I'm going to read from the report from Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero that came out last week, and then we will get to this question about Caleb Farley. But first, let me tell you guys about Mandu, the Pulse of Fitness. We are here right now. Those machines behind us give you a 15-minute workout that will work you hard. Every muscle in your body gets worked hard in 15 minutes, and it simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. And maybe maybe you have back injuries. Maybe you have a, a bad lower back or a bad shoulder, bad knees, bad ankle, and you can't lift weights like you used to to stay in shape. No pressure on the, on your joints when you come to Mandu. It is for everybody. Young, old, pre-existing injuries, healthy, in shape, out of shape. Mandu can help you achieve your fitness goals. Mandu.com. Your first workout is free. They got three locations in the Nashville area, two in Memphis, and they're exploding across the country. Mandu.com. Your first workout's free. God bless. I'm just getting destroyed in the comments. Before I talk about BetMGM real quick, I'm just going to run through these just slashing comments steph says zach's about to show up at your doorstep selling tupperware uh we also have um uh, rob had a good joke and i've lost it uh zach about to show up with a duffel bag full of encyclopedias uh good lord i'm just getting destroyed here Can uh, you sell cut cove knives as a 17 year old kid yeah there, there's, a, there's a lot of different directions we can go. <laughs> there, there's here. so so uh that's pretty funny comments what was what I enjoyed last night about the draft is we were so enamored with that live stream last last night. I put my bets in on BetMGM earlier. I hit a couple of parlays and a couple of player props, and I came out a couple hundred dollars richer. So I, I enjoyed last night, and I, I didn't, like, track it like I normally do. I wasn't on my app being like, okay, it's third quarter. I still got time to get some points. <laughs> yeah. That was not the case. BetMGM has been a great experience for this show, for Austin, and for myself. If you're in the state of Tennessee, they got great deals, including a risk-free $1 bet that, that happened last night. It was great. They've got, they've got so many different boosts that they give you. Out of all of the sports betting apps, BetMGM is the best because they pay you back in free bets and in parlay boosts and in different boosts. BetMGM, download the app today. All right, Zach. So I'm going to go over here live from Mandu, the timeline of what's gone, what's really happened with Caleb Farley over the last couple of years. So again, I'm reading from the report, NFL.com, from Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. Following uh, Virginia Tech's pro day, which he sat out because of the second surgery, uh, he said on March 26th, that he the injury that he originally injured while deadlifting in 2019 he had a uh, disectomy there uh, he battled that pain and so here's what happened uh, is that he he had two surgeries since playing his last game in 2019 the first surgery was to shave off part of the disc that he hurt powerlifting in early 2019 and then he played through some of that uh, 2019 season he had that first surgery in February of 2020. He was recovered, and he was training, working out, getting ready for the 2020 season. Then he opted out of the 2020 season, was one of the highest-profiled guys, along with Jamar Chase, who decided to opt out for the year because of COVID, with a legit COVID situation because his, his mother passed away in 2018 because of cancer. He said he did not want to lose his father that quickly, and so he decided to not play in 2020, even though he was cleared and working out after the first issue. Then he was training and preparing for the draft. Something happened in the early this year where he tweaked that back and had a second microdisectomy in on March 26th. Drew Rosenhaus says that's a 16-week recovery. 
He should be ready to go by camp when it starts in, in late July. And that all of his doctors say full recovery, full go, and that he'll be okay to play week one for whoever drafted him, not now being the Tennessee Titans. So that is the overall timeline of the situation of Caleb Farley's back injury. So here's my my one question that I cannot wait to ask in our doc talk next week. How many microdiscectomies can one have? He's two. Can you have 10? Can you have 15? Uh, Micro means not a lot. I do know that. Micro means little. Right? Little. Very tiny. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah. So I, I that's we're gonna get educated next week. I'm glad you ran through that story. Here's one other thing. Oh god. Farley still has some weakness in one of his big toes, suggesting a nerve fully hasn't fully recovered since the last procedure in March, but that's normal at this stage of recovery, which is ongoing. So well, some of the research that I did this morning, because I knew we were going to talk about this injury and I don't want to come to the party not prepared, not with a you know appetizer plate or a charcuterie board. One thing that can help him in this back injury, the ligaments around that back have got to be strong. Yeah, core strength. And if you can maintain core strength, you can get through this injury. The problem is that's hard to maintain, especially with the physical nature that football brings. So now that we know a little bit more about his story, let's ask the question, power to the people. Yeah. John Robinson and Mike Gray will make the decision to take the risk, 22nd overall, of drafting a guy with this back injury. Two different procedures. How concerned are you about Caleb Farley's back injury on a scale of one to 10. One, walk in the park. He's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. 10, the red siren, sirens are ringing. Woo! Woo! Can't cover Woo! the tornado's coming. One to 10. That's what we're asking you. Comment in the comment section. I, this, oh. I have not been more curious about the chat in a long time well, the chat's on fire already so i'll go ahead and go through it uh well, real quick ethan ramsey does bring this up he's a 16 week recovery means he's on season ending ir if anything comes up in the season not necessarily if he has another surgery then yeah he'll be on the season ending ir because the surgery recovery is 16 weeks but not necessarily uh, just anything that pops up okay so one through tens rob says he is at a seven junior says nine samantha going with a six nick has our first 10 Tied up Ohio says solid six. Juan with an eight. Chad, so far the lowest uh, at a three. Man, you guys are flying in here uh, with these. I see a one from Joseph, five, eight, four. Jared with a four. Apollo, like you guys are flying. There's so many guesses here that I can't even keep up with it or even get a gauge on what the norm is because they're all over the board. I've, I think I've seen every number. I think I've seen one through 10. I think I've seen every number, including a 6.5 from Hunter Morgan and a five through six from Chris. Zach, what are you at? Because people are all over the place with this one through 10 ranking. Oh man. I usually don't overreact, but I am overreacting. Austin. I came into this once we formulated our question to ask the people and I'm at a 9.9. 9.9. I won't go 10, but my expectations is that he's going to get hurt again. And well, that's, you think the back is going to get hurt again? Yeah. 
Because just saying a play a football player is going to get hurt. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in, in particular. Uh, this, this, this this specific injury will happen again, and something will be set back. And I'll tell you something that I think every Titans fan can resonate with. All right? I was watching, as I said, I was doing my research this morning. I watched, you know, again, YouTube video on, on people diagnosing Caleb Farley's injury. And this doctor said something that was pretty revealing. Yeah. And what he said was, some would say that health is a skill. And unfortunately, Caleb Farley may not may not have that great of a skill of that particular category. Health is a skill? Like, aren't skills learned? And, and like, I'll give you an example. And this is why I think Titans fans can resonate okay. with this. Jake Locker. Jake Locker, I, playing football, you, 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 you are opening yourself up to be susceptible to injury. We all know that. But... Jay Clocker did not have the skill of being healthy. I know. Well, it's because of what he did to himself. It's Carson Wentz is the same thing. It's playing reckless. At, that's part of the skill. There are a couple of things that go into this skill I, of health. I, I think Chris Davis's skill is not a health. I understand. No, health no, by, by definition, Ryan also it, says that's stupid. By, I kind of agree. By definition, it's not. But understand what I'm saying. There are guys that are just a, a walking disaster. I'm not saying Caleb Farley is. I'm just the, talking about in general. The better way to say this is certain guys know how to stay healthier than others. Other guys treat their and bodies. And Caleb Farley's working behind the eight ball. Caleb Farley's had two back procedures. Everybody knows your back and your neck are nothing to play with. Well, he's had two procedures, and it's not like he's Peyton Manning late in his career. Peyton Manning late in his career had a, a neck fusion and went on to play very well, but he didn't have to hit anybody. And he didn't get hit that often if you actually diagnose those four years he was in Denver. Caleb Farley starting his career and his job description is to hit people. That's not good. I'm at a 9.9. I, I do not think, and here's the other reason, when you draft a first-round selection, what are his expectations now? His to expectations be a, to are be a badass on your team for the next five years. Five years? If you draft, no, that's wrong. And I think that's dead wrong, Austin. If I draft a first round pick, my expectations are not five years. My expectations are eight to 10. That's why you draft a guy. You've hand selected him. So that's wrong. And we need to, we need to really truly understand that. Caleb Farley cannot just play for four years. You cannot do the same thing that you've done with Corey Davis, let him walk, didn't do his fifth-year option. Or, or See, Dory I, Jackson, you had to cut him because of some I some don't have situations. that big of a problem with it. I, I think because Corey Davis and Jack Conklin are the examples of first-round picks that did not get retained by the Titans for a second contract, but they get paid elsewhere. I am totally cool with having first-round draft picks getting overpaid by other teams and you draft, replace, repeat. I'm all about draft, replace, repeat outside of quarterback and key other positions. A first-round selection is Taylor Lewan, where you get to him and give him a, an extension before he gets to the end of his first contract. Guys, let's not be stupid. Uh, ideally, yeah. I, that's No, that's, it's not ideally. That is what you are trying to do. That is the goal. It's not ideally. That is the set standard goal of when you draft a first-round pick. And Caleb Farley, I just don't have that expectation right, with him. So you're at a 9.9 out of 10 for I, your concern a, level. Yes, and I hope that the doctor that we talk to next week from Bone and Joint Institute talks me off the ledge. I hope he can get that number down. 
But right now, I'm at a 9.9 because backs are nothing to play with. They are your core. They are your being, vertebrae. We all know. We've all heard of the word paralysis. Yeah, well, let's not. I don't think Caleb Farley's in general. I'm not saying that. I'm just. Let's be easy with that. Ver we, we can't, no, it's the, it's the stem of your body. I understand, but let's not over-speculate. Like, we can speculate about the risk of the pick, but paralysis and involving that is a little bit uh, eager. I'm not saying that he – I didn't say and that he, he was going to get that. I said that vertebrae, we all know that the extremities of what a uh, – you can you can live and walk and, and do freely if you have your arm cut off. When you have uh, your – your vertebrae messed up? It's debilitating. It's debilitating. Yes, debilitating is a fine word to use. but I, And you can't do anything so, when so, you're debilitated. So, Zach, you're at a 9.9. I'm not that high. There's, there's, I, I, I was more comfortable with this being the pick for the last month or so than you were the entire time. But I do think, because because the more information has come out, right, we actually know a decent amount about what Caleb Farley specifically had done. Like usually with injuries, it's a, it's a, it's an unknown where you don't know specifically what's happening. When we talk and do these dog talk segments, we have to kind of talk in generalities around the injury. But we know information about Caleb Farley. We know which vertebrae. We know when it happened, how it happened, and how it got flared up in the second surgery that followed. So, for me, I'm at a seven. I'm at a seven out of ten in concern about this. But it's more about. Like I feel pretty comfortable that Caleb Farley can play this upcoming year. It's for me, I'm not as concerned about the first three years of his contract as I am his career after the first three years. The long-term effects of Caleb Farley is where my concern really is the most. But I'm still at a seven out of ten. So I'm still fairly high. There's a lot of Titans fans watching this show that are way below seven, which I was kind of surprised. Well, I think they trust the medical staff of the Tennessee Titans. And that's kind of I, I don't. And it's not and it's not because it's their fault. I think it's because of the situation that 2020 is and what they could and could not do. Right? To really truly assess. They got great value for Caleb Farley at 22 overall, but they've and I also take into account Austin because you have to of what they did last year with Isaiah Wilson and him not being on an NFL roster as a first-round pick. Yeah. If you have two back-to-back first-round picks, we know one didn't work. This one, a lot of people should be skeptical because of these injuries, or because of this injury and because of these procedures. It's just too big of a risk, as we talk about, in a Super Bowl window. Yeah, it is. Now, uh, there is something here, because I, I wanted to bring this up, because... People are talking about Caleb Farley and the injury. I think Caleb Farley had the cleanup surgery in March. He also ran on March 5th, three weeks before he had the second surgery. He was clocked at a 4-2-8-40. So he's 6'2", 200 pounds, ran a 4-2-8-40 three weeks before he had his, his second surgery. Austin, I, I don't think the Titans or anybody is questioning Caleb Farley's ability. That guy is a badass. He's unbelievable. We talked about Antonio Cromartie and his length and his size and his skill set and the reason why he played for so many years. I'm not talking about his children. We're talking about his skill set on the field. Caleb Farley is a beast. He is a top five talent. We talked, and Chris Sims, I know, who I, I follow just because I know him, has 
has talked so highly about Caleb Farley, said that this is one of the biggest steals of the draft. And he's got the right mentality too. I'm not I, I love I love this personality. Yeah. I love that about him. You know what I look for in personality. I don't like quiet mouse. I like a guy who's gonna get in your face and say, you better beat me before I beat you. And that's Caleb Farley. I I'm concerned about his back. <laughs> Yeah, it's well, very simple. Wesley brings up less deadlift if, or if doing a deadlift, use a trap bar instead of a regular barbell. Much safer, reduces likelihood of back injuries. Yeah, I mean, I agree uh, there, Wesley. I, I think, and you see Roger Saffold doing all those deadlifts with a trap bar with like 800 pounds on it. And Roger Saffold, savvy vet in his 30s, knows uh, the, the trap bar is probably better than the barbell. So I, I think with Caleb Farley being a young kid, hurting yourself powerlifting, is you know fairly common because you want to go out there and just lift as much weight as you possibly can without thinking of what's the smartest thing for me to do in my body. And you hope that he can learn and be more cautious and train smarter rather than just train as hard as he possibly can. Here's my final point before we move on, Austin. Okay. The injury that he has is not something that you can continually play through. Eventually, it will make you stop. It's not one of those injuries that, hey, that's just that dude is just a bad dude. It doesn't matter what happens. He's just going to play through and get to all 16 games. He's going to have to be sat down for an extended amount of time if this thing gets worse or something happens to yes. it. That's my number one point of this entire thing of why I'm at a 9.9. Yeah, and Z Thompson on Twitch just says, just have him do Mandu every day for his workouts. I mean, that's exactly what Mandu's for. And, you know. I don't. There's truth to that. It, for, you know, there's no point in me trying to do a deadlift. <laughs> so, but I can do deadlifts at Mandu and not put any stress on my back or anything else uh, there too. So, real quick, Ivan says Robinson had to have medical checked out, and that's what we led the show with. And the one thing that I think can give Titans fans the most comfort uh, in this Caleb Farley pick is that John Robinson said last night on his press conference Zoom that the Titans got firsthand medical checks on Caleb Farley and did not have to rely on a pool report for medical checks at the Indy Medical Combine earlier this month. So that is a massive, important part of this draft pick. If the Titans did not have that firsthand information, I find it nearly impossible for them to make this pick. Yeah, I look, they've done their particular research. They felt comfortable enough to take them. They selected them. We'll see how it works. I mean, that's... Wait and see. That's the best part. We got at least four years of Caleb Farley in Tennessee. That's true. That's true, Zach. All right. Well, now let's find out who uh, the Titans will have four years for tonight. Second round pick. Here's the question for our next topic. Are you for or against the Titans trading up for a wide receiver in the second round? Are you for or against the Titans trading up for a wide out in the second round tonight? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Calvin and so. Yeah, Calvin and so. You're, you're dressed like a salesman, so go ahead and oh, sell your home. So people are giving me a hard time. They're not even mentioning the Puka necklace. Yeah, it blends in. Right? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about They're that. not even mentioning the Puka necklace. They're just, it's all about this tie. This tie is a, it's a solid tie. And you know what? Just like this get up, it's, it's strong. It's trustworthy. Just like the hardwood floors that Calvin and Subtle will provide you. Anywhere around the mid-state, CalvinAndSubtle.com, they have the best hardwood floors in the state. I'll just go ahead and say it. All around Middle Tennessee, they will service. So if you're thinking about ripping up that old carpet in your living room, your den, wherever that carpet is, 
rip it out put in brand new pristine hardwood floors i feature them each and every show i feel like we've talked about the angelo we, we've talked about so many the versailles i featured that last week they've got so many great different hardwood floors once you pick your perfect hardwood floor out for you and your family one to two weeks they order the material and install that's quick turnaround. You can't beat that. That's CalvinAndSubtle.com. It is Sports asking you guys you for or against the Titans trading up in the second round for a wide receiver. But don't forget, BetMGM, that's the title sponsor of our morning show. Download the app and use our code ATOZ Sports, and you get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. Take advantage of that. It's a great, it's a great app, really. They give you so many odds boosts, so many parlay boosts, uh, all types of specials that hand out free bets every Monday, random free bets just because they love you. Uh, download the BetMGM app. Use the code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first bet and your first deposit. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older, must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. All right, let's talk about this wide receiver position. Elijah Moore was not taken. Nope. Terrence Marshall Jr. was not taken nope. in the first round. What we do know, the big three were all taken early. We knew that. But after that, we saw Kadarius Toney come off the board after the Giants traded back once they realized they couldn't get Devontae Smith out of Alabama. They got Tony to help out Daniel Jones. And then Rashad Bateman, Austin, your guy, yep. goes to the Baltimore Ravens yep. late in the first round. That leaves only a couple of wide receivers in this this next tier. Right. We you went through, and I loved how you did this uh, last night. You went through the top of the first or the second round yeah. and said, "What's a wide receiver needy team that Elijah Moore or Marshall Jr. has to get past? Yeah, for the Titans to even be in striking." Distance? Yeah, let's look at that real quick because the Jags are first on the board tonight with the thirty third pick. Then you've got the Jets and the Falcons. The Jags, I think, the Jags are probably really happy with who they have in their wide receiver group. They've got LaVisca Chenault, second-round pick from last year, talented. DJ Chark is a beast at LSU. So who knows where they go there because they added ETN with Trevor Lawrence. So then you got the Jets. They just signed Corey Davis. We'll see what they do with Zach Wilson and helping him. The Falcons are fine. The Dolphins just drafted a wide receiver. Uh, so did the Eagles and the Bengals. The Panthers might need somebody because guess what? The Panthers just picked up Sam Darnold's fifth-year option this morning. The Broncos got Judy last year. The Lions probably could use some wide receiver help. The Giants just got um, a wide receiver as well. And San Francisco's okay. Cowboys are fine. And now you're back to the Jags. So really, you're you're going through the first dozen picks of the second round. And the only team I could really argue that's wide receiver needy, the Lions and the Panthers. Yeah, because the Lions took uh, offensive tackle. Lions took Sewell, and the Panthers took uh, JC Horn. JC Horn, which was kind of a shocker. And the Lions passed on Devontae Smith. I think that's a good situation with Tennessee and where they're at. So, really, and those teams that you're looking at, you're really, looking at two teams. I just think it's the Lions because if the Panthers really thought they needed a receiver to help out Sam Darnold, they would have gone Devontae Smith. Right. No, but J.C. Or, Horn was valued. It, uh, they they did best player available. That well, that pick tells me that. They also desperately need a tackle. And so I think the Panthers will probably go tackle. The Panthers have had a different starting left tackle for like the last seven years. Isn't that crazy? Is that dating back to Michael Orr? <laughs> Maybe. Potentially. Yeah, <laughs> not even joking. Maybe. But so they need help 
for Sam Darnold at tackle. So I think that would be the smartest thing for them to go. So again, the Titans are in a good spot. They picked 21st in this second round. So the first dozen picks, you might be able to, to survive to where you don't have to jump up all too much to give up too much to go up and get a wide receiver. So I, I'm, I'm completely biased. So don't even listen to the next sentence I'm about to say yeah. is you trade up and get Elijah Moore. If you can get Elijah Moore in the second round and you've gotten, you need somebody who's less risky. I don't think Elijah Moore is risky. I think he's a talented football player. That's going to be a big, big contributor in this league. I, I, I want that. So uh, I think I've seen the majority of you guys in the comments saying that you're for trading up for a second-round wide receiver. I want to read Lance's comment because he's one of the few against. He says, I'm against trading up for wide receiver. need all the picks. I swear the local sports media loves to talk about wide receivers because people love highly visible offensive positions, but the Titans need edge, O-line, tight end, inside linebacker, and D-tackle. Lance, that's a good comment. And, of course, we all love talking about wide receivers because that's fun to talk about. But the Titans are desperate at wide receiver, too. Like, let's not act like like that behind A.J. Brown and Josh Reynolds, you literally have practice squad guys. And Josh Reynolds is looking for a big opportunity to do more to prove himself. So you really don't have a lot there. And you lost a lot of your production at wide receiver. So you need a wide receiver. Zach, I am against trading up for a wide receiver. So Damon was watching the show last night because Damon watches the show. And Damon says, wait till about pick 44 and discuss trade opportunities to grab more 44 was the Cowboys I believe that's right right we talked about that last night so if you get to 44 and Elijah Moore is still on the board it's really not about the the rest of the teams it's the teams behind you that are wide receiver heavy that want to jump you yeah. because they know that the Titans need a wide receiver. It's who else behind you is also threatening. For, exactly right, Zach. So uh, that's a very intriguing situation there. So I'm I'm gonna you know what I like to do. I like to to run a little uh, little mock draft action here, uh, and I've got a mock draft for the second round tonight on the Draft Network, and Zach. The Jags at 33 took Elijah Moore. Do they know that oh, the Jags are going to take all three offensive players to start their draft of Urban Meyer's career? If they want to be competitive, the, the easiest way for the Jags to be competitive out of the gate to the new coach is lean into that coach's expertise, offense. And Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, with James Robinson in the backfield, then you got DJ Chark, uh, LaVisca Chenault, and Elijah Moore. I just don't think Elijah Moore is needed. For it would, it would be a luxury pick, but the Jags they're have not a, playing with house money because the they're restarting. Yeah, they're absolutely restarting, and they got a they're lot. always of, restarting. They got a lot of PR work to do too, man. Like they have, like they struggle with attendance, and really. <laughs> The Jags struggle with it, didn't but if if you're trying to sell me the explosive ability of Lawrence Etienne, the receivers plus Elijah Moore, that's a big deal for the Jags to be able to do that. So the Jags also need defense. There's no, there's no uh, arguing yeah, that. I and, think Borig from TCU's the best safety in the yeah, draft, and I, they could get him. I think that. that's probably where I think the Jags are going to go at the top of the second round. They need defense. They've drafted their one-two punch with Lawrence and ETN. I'm really intrigued to see how they play uh, together. But Urban Meyer cannot just be uh, 
just cannot just pass up and be like, look, you got you can't ignore the defense. Right. All right. So why I'm against trading up in the second round for the Titans at wide receivers because of this. Because I'm just going to go through the rest of this mock draft that has Elijah Moore going uh, to the Jags at the top of the second round. Uh, then you look at other corner, uh, other wide receivers. Terrace Marshall Jr. goes to the to that Lions pick out of LSU. Uh, the Lions, I think, are going to select a wide receiver. The next wide receiver is the Patriots pick in that second round is Rondale Moore out of Purdue, who is on my list of guys that I want or I predicted yesterday that I we have to hit. Rondale somebody. Moore would be a good selection in the second round. For the Patriots, that seems like a really good fit, too. The next, uh, the next, that is the last wide receiver that was drafted before. Now, I've got the Titans on the board, and the wide receivers available sound pretty good. Amari Rogers out of Clemson, Diami Brown out of North Carolina, Nico Collins out of Michigan, Dwayne Eskridge out of Western Michigan, and Amon, Saint, Amon Ross St. Brown out of USC. I think where the Titans could go there are between Diami Brown and Amon Ross St. Brown. Now, if you have Brown. AJ and Diami and then AJ and St. Brown, that would be very interesting. Brown to Brown. Brown to Brown, Brown to St. Brown. Uh, whatever you want to do, it would be very interesting for sure. But uh, AJ would probably get his full name on the back of the jersey. Yeah. He would. He absolutely would. But again, so <laughs> that would look weird. That would look really weird, but it would he would probably love it. AJ Brown, you know, messing that up. So that's good marketing. My my yeah, my point is. Don't trade up. Like, there's a lot of really good wide receivers. You waited. You passed on the wide receiver in the first round. Don't – like, I'm, I agree with uh, uh, whoever uh, – Lance earlier in the in the show saying you need all your picks. You need a tight end. You need an inside linebacker. You need uh, a, an edge rusher too. Like, you probably need another wide receiver after I, this wide receiver. I don't think that the Titans will trade up, but tell us the stat that you told us last night about all of the picks – and the majority of them is John Robinson trading up. Yeah, so he's traded 11 times in his five drafts before this one as a Titan GM. Nine of the 11 trades have been up. Only two of them have been back. The one of them that has been back was trading the number one overall pick, his first overall uh, draft there. But then he traded right back up after that to go get Jack Conklin. So he's more likely to move up than he is to move back. So I, I don't think the second round is not the place to move up. There's a good wide receiver you can get at 53 overall because you need both of those third-round picks, I, I think. I think you need an edge rusher and a tight end in that third round at 85-100. And then maybe you've got two six-round picks. The Jarrell Casey pick still has not been used. They've got that at 215 or 225, I think, in the sixth round. You can move around a little bit if you need to slide, slide and maneuver in the fourth and fifth round to get another wide receiver or another depth piece. So that's where I think you should stay, stay uh, at 53 and not move up. Well, it'll be interesting. We'll have live coverage tonight. It's brought to you by HelloFresh. They're our sponsor of all of our draft coverage. Got hooked up with uh, some sample meals. Austin and I both cooked uh, HelloFresh last night. Dynamite. Yeah, 12 man. free meals yep. using that promo code ATOZ12. So make sure you do that. Austin, let's talk about the overall Let's just react to the first round. Okay. I, I'm, I'm curious about the chat's opinion on this because let's go best and worst, right? Let's right. start with best, though. What? And here's how we want to pose the question. What NFL team had the best first round last night in the draft? 
I yeah. have I have my pick. You have your pick. All right, but first let me remind you guys: Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And I've already talked about this a bit with Caleb Farley's selection. We're going to do a doc talk early next week, I think on Monday afternoon, but stay tuned for that once we get all the physician schedules. Uh, doc talk talking about Caleb Farley's back injuries and surgeries. This is why we love the Bone and Joint Institute because we can get real credible information so we all don't have to speculate about injuries. So we'll do that early next week. Boneandjointtn.org. You know you can trust them whenever that injury occurs in your life. Boneandjointtn.org. A to Z Sports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use promo code ATOZ Sports. Austin, what team in the NFL had the best first round last night in the draft? Yeah. You know, uh, it, Nate John's funny. He said the Texans. Yeah, right. Uh, go ahead and go th- read through some comments as I try to make my decision. I right. will just go ahead and say mine because Jabu and Kay and Jeff, Big Ten Jeff, I agree. Randy, I thought that the, the Bears, I said it yesterday, you had to watch out for the Washington football team and the Chicago Bears. Those are the two teams nobody was talking about when it came to quarterbacks because they were too far back. No, 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 my friend. The Chicago Bears finally got a quarterback that I could see be great. Like, Justin Fields has the ability to be great. He just needed to find the right situation. The Bears, there has not been a great Bears quarterback in the history of the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Jim McMahon, he wasn't a great quarterback. Pretty average. Had a great defense. Yeah. Kyle Orton. Had the best running back of all time at the time. Jim Miller. Yeah. Maybe struggled. Jay? Smoking Jay? Jay Cutler, who wouldn't go back in the game in the NFC Championship game against the Packers. Right. So the, I, the Bears are my the my Bears. Your pick. I thought that was a great pick. Yeah, they gave up a lot, but the Bears have a great defense. With a quarterback, you do that. Yes, it's and, justified, and it's what the Bears are missing. They're a playoff team with a terrible quarterback situation, awful. And they've got Allen Robinson. They got some pieces on offense, and they, the defense is phenomenal. So the Bears had a very good draft. So. Uh, you guys are not wrong with that. I'm going to address a couple situations where I thought teams played the board nicely. I'll start with the Cowboys. The Cowboys got screwed by J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan going 8-9. But I think they did a good job of salvaging what their situation was. They didn't go back. Yeah. They traded back two spots. They gained an extra third-round pick to get arguably the best defensive player at a position of need, Micah Parsons. So like, who's the Cowboys fan? Who is a massive Cowboys fan? And like, as Mel Kuyper said umpteen times last night, if Micah Parsons played last year, he would have been a top seven pick. Like, how many times did he say that? But Micah Parsons at twelve and gaining an extra third round pick after you got screwed with the corners, you salvaged the board there. The other team that I thought did a fantastic job with trades is uh, the Minnesota Vikings because the Minnesota Vikings were at fourteen. They traded back to 23 and got Christian Derisaw, who they could have easily taken at 14, but they gained a lot from the Jets moving up to take Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC. And so I thought the Vikings did a good job of getting a tackle, a great offensive lineman right there, but moving back nine spots to get that. So I think, I think that uh, that's a really good draft for those two teams of salvaging that. Look at the Dolphins though, Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips. Arguably the best player at each position. Uh, Jalen Waddle's not. I mean, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is better. 
Man, Jalen Waddle, when he's healthy, is an absolute dynamic. Just so is Caleb Farley. No, I, I know that, but, <laughs> well, but we know the situation. I, 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 a, a snap of an ankle is unfortunate for Jalen Waddle, but it's not the back injury that's reoccurring like Farley. You know I see Jamar Chase. There's a reason why he was the first wide receiver taken. I think he is the best wide I think, receiver. I think a my, I think a big reason why Jamar Chase went fifth it, is because of Joe Burrow. You know, Waddle. That's all well and good. Can Tua use him? He used him at Alabama. Now I know it's different, but yeah, that a, doesn't matter. But that does not matter. I, I think Tua can With use him. Tua, it doesn't matter because Jalen Waddle can catch any pass anywhere on the field and take it the distance. Whether it's a screen, an inside route, a deep ball, whatever it might be. And there's the comfort there. Can I think Tua utilize him. That's the biggest question for the Miami Dolphins that they're willing to well, if you, find out. If you had questions about Tua, go get the receiver he had the most success with in college. Oh, I, and then go get and then draft the best edge rusher in this draft, Jalen Phillips. I think the Miami Dolphins with both of their picks and how they traded, you know, back from three to twelve and up to six. I think I thought the Dolphins did a really good job. All right, so we have our best. Who had the worst first round pick? Or let's say which, first round. Yeah, first round overall. Because I, I don't want people saying the Texans who traded out. I don't want people saying the Chiefs who traded out away because they got Orlando Brown. Like who actually made a pick last night that you really hated? That's what I want to hear here. But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. They are trusted. The Hyundai Palisade, the 2021 Hyundai Palisade is a full-size SUV, and it is unbelievable. It's got luxury, it's got third-row seating, and it's got efficiency. It's a great family vehicle, and they have them in stock at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. We were there earlier this week. They have the Sonata, the Elantra. They have it all. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. It is eSports here live from Mandu and Brentwood. You see the workouts happening behind us, 15-minute workout. Simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. It's quick, baby. It is so quick. And it is a great way to start the day, honestly. Yep. It, it's energized. Yeah, it is. It, I, you get the endorphins flying because of what they're doing behind us with full body electronic muscle stimulation. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. A lot of people, uh, well, it was not a lot, but a couple people send the Titans, like Robert, uh, that said the Titans had the worst pick of the draft. And G-Man also said the Titans. Uh, with they're that, definitely with, in there. They're maybe the riskiest. That, in one man's opinion, it would be the worst. Yep, and so I, I, look I think it's at, between three teams. Okay, go for it. I think the three teams, uh, I'm taking one of the teams out. I think you would say it was one of the teams. I think the Bills with Rousseau, uh, I, I feel like that's maybe the direction you're going. I think the Packers reaching on the corner from so Georgia. I like Eric Stokes a lot. I don't like the way the Packers are handling their situation. <laughs> Eric Stokes is a good player. The Packers got torched and lost the NFC Championship game because Kevin King couldn't stay with anybody. So they had to go get Eric Stokes, which is Eric Stokes will fill that need. But they have just made Aaron Rodgers even more furious than he already is by not drafting a guy like Elijah Moore right there that could have at least helped. Or if Aaron Rodgers is really out of Green Bay, you need somebody for Jordan Love to throw to. Like, it's just ridiculous that the Packers just do stupid things. Like, they have not drafted a first-round offensive weapon since Aaron Rodgers has been their starter. They need that one thing that gets them over the hump, and they haven't dra done drafted or signed them. That's If I was a Packers fan, that's what I would be frustrated with, is that you have this great roster. They, they're trying to go from really, really good to great. Not just good to great. They're trying to go from really, 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 really good too great. Yeah. 
Uh, Bobby says, like I said, Austin loves every draft prospect. Well, I mean, if they're going the first well, round, you don't like Rousseau. I don't like Rousseau. I, th- I think that was a reach for the Bills. You know, but the Bills can kind of afford to do that. So th- those are the three: Bills, Packers, Titans. I for you, you could argue that you know, the Titans. I, you know, I, I understand why the Bengals drafted Jamar Chase. I think they should have gone Penny Sewell because I don't care how wide open Jamar Chase might be, forty yards down the field, Joe Burrow might not have time to get that to him. So, like Booger McFarland said on the broadcast. Let's wait, wait and see what they do in the second round to address that need. Uh, also, what I did not like, Alex Leatherwood from the Raiders at 17. I thought that was a reach for the Raiders, passing on a couple solid tackles to go Alex Leatherwood, who's a higher floor, lower ceiling type player. You know, uh, outside of that, you know, Jason Owe is by the Ravens, the Ravens' second first-round pick. I thought Jason Owe is a waste of a pick. I think Jason Owe, he looks like an action figure, but he doesn't play very effectively or productive. But the Ravens find value in guys like that. They they turn them, they usually turn them into a good player. One thing we have not mentioned that I, I, I do want to before we get to good news, in our best selection, I think we overlooked one team. What's that? The Indianapolis Colts. Oh yeah, getting Quiddy Pay at twenty-one. Maybe you could argue is the steal of the draft. I mean, I don't know about steal the draft at twenty-one. It's a good pick. You didn't think that they were going to have that selection at twenty-one? Nobody it, did. I, I saw it several times. I mean, there's a lot of mock scenarios out there, but like Quiddy Pay, an edge rusher at twenty-one that that was either Phillips or Pay made a lot of sense. But yeah, that that's a great scheme fit for them. Man, Jalen Phillips, that guy, uh, I love that pick. The Dolphins, I'm suddenly like, I'm not a Dolphins fan, but I'm they're doing they're doing the right thing. They're That's doing why, all the right thing. Yeah, now it's all up to Tua. Is Tua the guy or no, not? Uh, and that will determine it all. A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. This has been a fun show, uh, and we're going to end this wrap up this show like we do every Friday with "Ain't That Good News." We love this segment. We want you guys to share your good news that's happening, whether whether you uh, in your life or something that's happening that you've seen around society. Ain't that good news every Friday to wrap up our week. But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse, RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the area. RentersWarehouse.com is where you go to find out how much your home can rent for. You can use them in several ways. They can create extra cash flows for your family, uh, long-term equity because you're renting out your property, which helps you with long-term wealth. Or if you're currently renting or maybe, maybe your son or daughter is about to move out of the house. And you need to find somewhere that's reliable for them to move into because you don't want them in your house anymore. RentersWarehouse.com has fantastic inventory across the entire mid-state. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go. AZ Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. You can bet throughout the course of the draft. BetMGM is hooking you up with great promotions. Use the promo code ATOZ Sports uh, for risk-free bets. Uh, we also and I also rocking the shirt today as I'm doing a little bit more business. I'm trying to get some business done here with my Puka shell necklace and you're rocking the bet MGM download the app today. Promo code a two Z sports. Also at two o'clock, uh, Brian, uh, Edwards and Alan bell, a to Z sports picks. They'll have some good winners for you tonight, uh, in the betting aspect. So they will be live right where you're watching right now at two o'clock central time for a to Z sports Picks show presented by, Bet MGM. So good news. What's your good news? Philip says healthy and employed. Joseph says this is good news. He's lost 50 pounds. 
Dave go, Joseph, Joe. that's legit. You've been doing Mandu? Uh, maybe. Maybe. That uh, 50 pounds is, is legit. Ricky, who Ricky was in our fantasy league a couple of years ago, looking forward to getting the fantasy league back again this upcoming fall. Did my first 10-foot rope climb this week. That sounds intense. 10-foot rope climb? Yeah. Ricky, that's pretty impressive. Shout out to Ricky. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to do that. There you go. Good news. Uh, G-Man says, going to see my mother-in-law next week. Oh, wait, that's throwing shade. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, G-Man. Oh, man. Oh. Louis says, good news is the sun is out. Uh, Sawyer, baby's due on Wednesday. Wow. Big weekend. Last weekend, Sawyer. Last weekend before Ooh, things. Stamp. He's got his brisket on the smoker ready for round two tonight. Oh, man. That he, sounds good. All right, Joseph uh, brings us up. He says, I've just been doing cardio. I may give Mandu a try. Well, Joseph, you, you already shed all the bad weight with the 50 pounds. Now just right? add to it. Get now shredded. get ripped. Go add the muscle with Mandu. That's exactly what you should do there, Joseph. And Check can, it out, Mandu.com. Con congratulations to Keaton. Yes. Uh, that's a big step in one person's life. There, there you go. All right, Zach. My good news is... You know, I love the draft weekend, but I love going to weddings and I love being a part of weddings. And I get to go to the first wedding in a long time. And I'm a groomsman tomorrow night. Uh, and one of my buddies' weddings who I played high school football with, went to college with, been buddies with for a long time. He's getting married tomorrow afternoon. So while I will miss uh, the third uh, day of the draft, I'm very, very, very excited. Uh, for this wedding. So congrats to Drew and Tori. Looking forward to seeing you guys later today and also all day tomorrow for a fun day of festivities. Eric Hall's family's coming in from Alaska. Should be there tomorrow. So that that's pretty cool. Tanner is going to be an uncle right there. So uh, here's something about weddings that I've kind of figured out as I've talked to different, let's say, uh, soon-to-be brides planning weddings. Because of COVID, when you invite a number of people, prior to COVID, there was going to be a percentage that weren't going to come to that wedding. Uh, not Nashville. <laughs> now? But now, since you haven't been to a wedding? Everybody's going. Everybody's going. Uh, so, And that has created a problem with these, these soon-to-be brides so, that have invited 250 people thinking that 200 people are only going to uh, accept, but instead... 247 except yeah i know we were we uh three years ago we were told that for nashville weddings the rsvp yes rate was like 85 to 88 percent and so we kind of had our, our science of what that looked out the math worked what out. did it end up being a lot closer than to 90 and we were it was like we started cheering every time a no came in because we we're like okay we're good that's that's one less we can think of because it was going to get real tight uh, there, but luckily we were under our maximum capacity number, but not pile on. I am going to a wedding tomorrow. I will not be wearing this tie, unfortunately, so uh, I won't be made fun of being a uh, an encyclopedia salesman. I've gotten a lot of hits to wear, but mine actually here here is mine. I, I've talked a lot of negative things about Caleb Farley and his back injury today. Right. Yeah. I've been more negative Nancy than I have been. And I've been positive. I've been the positive guy. This right. is very strange. The one thing that is good news is Caleb Farley's belief in what is going to happen moving forward. Yeah. So the good news is Jesus is on his side <laughs> because Caleb Farley, on the idea that he won't be ready for training camp, quote, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. 
I will be ready. That is what the first round selection of the Titans said last night. So there's good news for Titans fans altogether. I thought that was the quote. Oh, yeah. That was the quote of the night in the NFL. And that didn't get any play because it's a Titans thing. And it was and it was also like 1130 at night. So like, yes, I I, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Like I, I wish I I wish I would have heard that and to hear the 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 uh, inflection in his voice when he said it. Like, did he say it passionately yeah, right? we or were, was it more like calm? We, we were on the stream. We didn't get a chance to hear it. That was very funny. Very funny. Uh, <laughs> so, look, we were excited because normally Fridays, this is kind of the end of our appearances with you guys uh, for the week. But, no, we're back at it uh, tonight for the second and the third round of the draft. I thought we had a great time with Zach and I and Buck last night on our live draft coverage presented by HelloFresh. So we'll see you guys tonight for the second round draft pick for the Titans. Be ready. Live notifications on. You never know what J-Rob might do. He might move up. So if he moves up, whatever happens, we will be right there ready to go to react with all of you and for analysis too. So live notifications on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Follow us right there. That's where we'll be live. Elijah Moore. See if you can snag him. I'm not going to bet on it. <laughs> Lost 50 bucks last night at BetMGM because I thought a wide receiver would go to the Titans and it uh, didn't happen. But uh, we'll see you guys tonight. Have a great start to your Friday. Buck Rising coming up at 10 o'clock, actually right down the street from us uh, here in Brentwood. So we'll see you guys later on. Have a good Friday. Talk to you later. Adios.